Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. We're being joined by Rob Bradford, who is the Red Sox reporter for WEEI. He's also the host of the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, which you can find on the Odyssey app. So, Rob, I know you were on a uh, red-eye home from San Diego last <laughs> night. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, yeah. No, my my, my pleasure. A lot going on, and, and all these things happen in the middle of the night, it seems, that the, when it comes to the winter <laughs> meeting. and I mean, we to set the scene a little bit, we were... I was taking the red eye back, and I knew that Heim Bloom, the Red Sox chief baseball officer, was going to be on the plane. So the news broke, and and so now we're all talking about it. It's about half an hour before we're boarding the plane. Rocco Baldelli, the Twins manager, is there because he lives in Rhode Island. So I'm talking to him, and then Heim comes around the corner, and he, he looks legitimately shell-shocked. Mm. So it, it was um, – you know, I think a lot of stuff was breaking at, at all kinds of time, and then we got on the plane, and it it was sort of a weird five and a half hour plane that ride. It has been a weird sort of five and a half days of the last couple of weeks. That is a very interesting perspective that you had on the plane, knowing that that all went down. Uh, so it sounds like. I mean, from out here in San Diego, we've been reading that the Red Sox are trying to make a push for him. We've also been reading that the Red Sox, this has been a long time coming, but it sounds like this wasn't completely expected on your end. What were your thoughts? Did you think that he was going to be returning, or did you think that he was going somewhere else? I thought I thought that there was a chance he was be returning, but I also knew that once they let him get to free agency, all bets are off. And, you know, I wrote about this today, and and, I, and I'm not alone in thinking this, though their biggest mistake was letting him get the free agency. Right. Because this is a guy who wanted to be in Boston, who basically, you know, if you made a representative offer back in April, he would have signed it, which would have probably been around the offer they they made, which was a kind of a joke considering once you get the free agency, you can't make a six-year, $160 million offer, which isn't even Marcus Simeon. So I think that once they get the free agency, I knew that there was a chance he would leave. But when they said, they said early in the offseason that he was plan A, 
with this ownership group, forget about Bloom, with this ownership group, when they want to get somebody, usually they do what it takes to get them. So I thought there was always that chance. Now, they were never going to – no team was going to beat the Padres offer. Nobody was going to pay that. But their, their biggest flaw was letting him get to that point anyway. Right. Again, we're joined by Rob Radford, Red Sox reporter for WEEI in Boston, discussing the big news from last night, Xander Bogarts. Coming to the Padres on a reported 11-year, $280 million deal. Rob, you look at what the Red Sox have done with these homegrown players the last handful of years. Mookie Betts, the trade to L.A. What's happened with Xander Bogarts? Rafael Devers is a free agent after next season and, and you know, reportedly uh, not a ton of talks or progress there. What's the feeling in Boston right now? about what the Red Sox are doing with this homegrown talent. What are they saying on WEEI? Uh, they're, not, they're not all bubbly. It's not all rainbows <laughs> yeah. and, and smiles. I can tell you that. It's, there, there's, the, the common theme is, what are we doing because we're supposed to be the Boston Red Sox? Like, you know, you understand. The Mookie, the Mookie situation, it's, it was a complex one. Okay, you know, Heim Bloom, you know, he comes on my podcast and he says, the reason why we traded him is because we can't support, at that time, we couldn't support that sort of contract. Now we have a better farm system. That's why the Dodgers are able to do those contracts. You have to have the farm system. Much like I talked to A.J. Preller a few years ago when they signed Machado, he said the same thing. You have to have the farm system to do that deal. They didn't feel like they had it, but now they feel like they had it. But the problem is, okay, you have that, but you still, you still aren't keeping the guy. And when they traded Mookie, there wasn't, I think there was still this idea of, all right, you know, this is a one-off. Because you still had Bogarts, you still had Devers, you were coming off a World Series not too long before. So, but now, Bogarts is gone, and you're left with Rafael Devers, who, as you point out, is a free agent after this year, and his price tag went up exponentially mm. over the last month. So I, I think there's just a lot of uneasiness that these guys, these foundational guys, are just leaving left and right in a market which it really shouldn't be that case. Just look at New York and Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking to Rob Bradford, Red Sox reporter for WEEI. Also, we have a lot of Red Sox fans out there that listen here in San Diego, so please go check out his podcast, Baseball Isn't Boring, on the Odyssey app. Now I'm going to turn it into some uh, conversation about Xander Bogarts, the uh, Padre now. What are we getting here mm-hmm. in San Diego from him? Uh, man, I think super highly of Xander. You know, I've covered him ever since he's he's been a member of the Red Sox. And, you know, the good thing about he's just a solid guy. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a leader. He's not the leader who's going to get in a stool in the middle of the clubhouse and give speeches. But he's going to do the right thing. He's going to mentor young kids. He's going he's gonna to just play the right way. And, and the, the bonus, too, and what helped him with any contract, was the biggest knock was defense, defense, and and he got better defensively last year. The metrics bore it out. So the only question you would have is, he didn't hit for power last year. Is the power going to come back a little bit? Um, but I think he he's a guy who's going to figure it out. He's just a professional, and he's he's just a guy that you can stick in the middle of the order or the top of the order. Feel good about what he's the bats that he's going to give you. He's going to get. To, he's going to make the plays on the balls that he gets to, which were more last year, as I said. He's just. He's just an overall, overall solid guy, and a guy that it, it branches beyond for people in Boston. Why it hurt so much was that it branched well beyond what he did on the field. 
it was he, when you find a guy who can handle Boston and do it as expertly as he did, then you want to keep him, and that's what stinks so much for these people. It's a great point, and we were talking about it earlier, Rob. We also love the fact that he's won two World Series. He can perform on that kind of stage, and uh, the Padres are trying to get to the postseason again, go to a World Series. I want to circle back to his defense, because obviously one of the, the tricky parts of signing another shortstop was the fact the Padres already had two in Fernando Tatis Jr. and Hassan Kim, but you would assume Bogarts goes to short, Kim goes to second, Fernando Tatis Jr. goes to the outfield. Defensively at shortstop, what does he bring that's unique? Well, he's a big, strong guy. And, and you know, and this is, he's obviously, he can make up for some of the plays with his arm because he's a big, strong guy. Uh, he's got really, really good hand. He's just not going to have the range and he's not going to be flashy like a lot of guys. Yeah. And that was one of the knocks on him even before this past contract year that he wasn't getting his just due because he isn't a flashy player. He's a solid player. He's a solid defensive player. Now, how long can he play shortstop? My guess is that he'd probably play there for the next three or four years. Ultimately, he's going to have to move off of that because, once again, he's a big guy. I mean, he really is a strong guy, So, which is okay. I mean, that's okay. But as in the here and the now, he, he, he can certainly hold his own there while you know you integrate guys around him at second and third. Talking to Rob Bradford here on a premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And, Rob, when uh, when uh, Xander Bogarts comes to San Diego, he's also coming with 11 years on his contract. And I know that's probably the reason that the Padres won out on, on uh, getting him in free agency. What do you think of where he would be at at 37, 38? Is this, is this just outrageous that they're giving him 11 years? Yeah, of course it's outrageous, but this is the cost of doing business. Yeah. yeah. You know, they won. I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think everyone in baseball understands what they're doing. They're, they're, they're doing the shock and awe of we're going to get the guy through getting uncomfortable in the last few years of the guy's contract. I mean, that's how, and that's really like how free agency is. I just think the Padres are taking it to a new level. And, and you know, when, when it comes to Bogarts, I mean, 40, it's going to be 41 years old. Yeah. 41 years old for a guy who right now isn't a power hitter at 30 years old. So it's not like you're going to have the guy morph into Nelson Cruz here and be a DH. I don't see that happening. Yeah, it's going to get uncomfortable. But once again, this is the cost of doing business. And this year, this year's free agency market is more, it's more evident than ever of any other year that I can remember. Yeah, you make a really good point, Rob, and it's something we were talking about earlier. The market is the market, and love it or hate it, this is the cost of doing business if you want this marquee talent. I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. You were at the winter meetings. We were at the winter meetings. The numbers going around to Judge, to Turner, to Bogarts now, the Padres being involved with all these players, offering enormous amounts of, amounts of money. Rob, your just your take on on free agency so far this off season and the contracts that are being distributed. Well, I mean, I think you go back let's say three or four years and how much has changed. I sat with JD Drew in spring training, and and he was bemoaning you know the way things were going. You remember, guys were jumping at extensions a lot quicker. They were you know the, the people had to wait to get these contracts. They say, hey, we, we really missed on this CBA. We worried about bus rides and being comfortable on off days instead of getting the money. And now, obviously, that has turned. 
And I, so I think that when you look at free agency this year, this is, this is where it's going. And like I said, you can't let guys get to free agency because when they get to free agency, you better get ready to be uncomfortable. And I had a player text me today said, Did, you know, the, I, why would I ever retire? Why would I retire when there's the hope of, of these sort of contracts? And that's true. I mean, an example, another guy from the Red Sox, Matt Strom, who's a decent relief pitcher, but, you know, he signed for one year, $3 million last year, had an okay year, and gets this two-year, uh, two I think it was like $16 million mm-hmm. deal. And that's, that's, that's a small example. I mean, that's the – it, it go down the list. The only, the only, only contract so far that people think that maybe the teams got over on the player was the Anderson contract, the pitcher, and you know that still wasn't that bad. It, it, so to answer your question, this is this is the reality of baseball right now, and my guess is that it's going to be the reality of baseball next year as well. So please, teams better plan accordingly. That's a really good point, and we're going to have to watch that because this winter meetings, there was a lot of money flying around, a lot more than we've seen in the last couple of years. Rob Bradford, Red Sox reporter for WEEI. Before you get out of here, why don't you promote your Baseball Isn't Boring podcast? As I said, uh, I, I know that there are a lot of Red Sox fans out there in our audience. Yeah, so I, um, so basically I have a book coming out with Joe Kelly, the pitcher, you know, crazy pitcher. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. So, yeah, so we, we just basically started this whole Baseballs and Boring campaign in January. And and all, and ultimately, you know, not only the book, but we have the Odyssey was nice enough to say, hey, you, why don't you do a daily national baseball podcast? So we did the Baseballs and Boring podcast. We've been doing it for about five weeks. I would love to have you guys on. I would love, you know, I would encourage everybody out there to subscribe to it because, once again, it's a national that we, I mean, we talk about everything to everybody. I mean, this doesn't matter, and this is this is so great. And being out there, I was just at the David Ortiz golf tournament coming before I came to San Diego, and talking to guys like actors like Anthony Mackie or or Chris Tucker about base. Everybody loves baseball, right? Yeah. Everybody has a baseball story. So that's one of the great things about doing the podcast. I appreciate you guys uh, helping out with it. Absolutely appreciate you joining the show today, Rob. Thanks for your time. All right, you're going to enjoy Xander. Congratulations. All right, right. thank Thank you. Well, we'll keep you uh, close if we need. have any more questions about the Red Sox. Yeah. All right, sounds good. All right, have a good one, Rob. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I I look over at my dad, and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like... I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.